Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix in Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Hello, welcome. I'm happy that you're here. I am also freezing to death. The high today in Utah at my house is 45 degrees. That's winter temperatures. I'm not sure what happened. It was fall. We were doing good with fall. It was like in the 70s and then all of a sudden it's so cold and I don't know. I just can't get warm. I've got the heat going, but I'm still wrapped up in a blanket. I've got my slippers on. <laughs> like part of it is kind of fun, but then the other part is like, oh shoot, we're starting this already and it's just the end of October. So I've been watching the weather and we don't have any snow in the forecast, so that's good. But it doesn't really look like it's going to warm up much. Maybe a little bit like into the 50s later in the week. So I guess that's something I need to get my garden and my yard all cleaned up and ready for winter. So that's kind of on my list for this week, this weekend. Hopefully it warms up a little bit because I'm afraid to go outside when it's this cold. I don't mind the cold when I'm inside and all snuggy buggy, but don't want to be outside in it. That sounds terrible. Might have to happen though. So anyway, hopefully the weather's nice where you are. I've been keeping an eye on the weather in Disneyland because I'll be there in about two weeks for the kickoff of the holidays. And last year it was so hot. Like I have the cutest Mickey Mouse knit beanie that I was planning on wearing last year. And I had some sweatshirts that I was gonna wear and it was so hot I couldn't do any of it but this year so far I don't know it's still two weeks out so it's hard to really say but it looks like it might be like low 70s for the high which definitely means come the evening it's gonna be a little chilly which means I think I can get away with my holiday sweatshirts and possibly my Mickey Mouse beanie I don't know. I hope because I really love that beanie. So we'll see. We'll see what the weather brings. But I'm looking forward to Disneyland in a couple weeks for the holidays. I'm not quite ready to switch over and start talking about the holidays yet on the podcast. But there are a couple things I do want to talk about today. Number one is my tour. Last week I got to go on the Waltz Main Street Story Tour. So this tour took the place of Walk in Walt's Footsteps. So I'm going to give you my review, what I thought of that, how it compared to Walk in Walt's Footsteps, and everything you need to know about that. I'll be talking about that today, and then I'll also be talking about magic bands because I got to try out magic bands when I was there. We didn't plan it. When I was there last week, they just announced that magic bands would be available for magic key holders, and I'm a magic key holder. 
So I was able to buy one and try it out. So that was pretty cool. So I tried it out. I was there with my friend Chantel, the Disneyland tour guide, and we did a live this afternoon and talked all about magic keys, what they can do, what they can't do, what they might do in the future, what they cost, how they work, if they're worth it, all that kind of information. And so I have pulled the audio from the live and I'm going to put that at the end of this podcast so that if you have questions about magic bands, you can listen to that. That should clear everything up and help you decide if that's something that you want to do for your family on your next trip. Before we get into all of that, I wanted to share a review I got on my podcast. I'm just laughing because I just remembered that last night I had a dream that I got a new review on my podcast and it was such a nice review and it made me so happy. And then this morning when I woke up, I was like, oh, what did that review say? I can't even remember. I'm going to go back and read it. I went back and there was no review. It was just a dream and I had forgotten that it was a dream. So no new reviews came in today. That's okay. So If this tells you how important reviews are to me, that I'm dreaming about them, I mean, they're important to me. They're important for my podcast. That's how I grow. That's how people find me. And so when I get a review, I get so excited. They really are so helpful and they make my day. And you guys say the nicest things. Sometimes when I'm feeling discouraged, then I'm like, I'm just going to go and read my reviews for a minute they'll cheer me up and they really do. So thank you. I appreciate it so much. This review is from Rowan Baker and it says, I've been listening to Mix and Some Magic in preparation for my first big family trip to Disneyland and it is so helpful and fun. Melissa has a wonderful way of combining helpful tips, tricks, insider info, news, and fun ideas for visiting the Disney parks. Her voice is so nice to listen to and I love how much research she does for each podcast. One of the best and most informative Disney podcasts. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, reviews make me so happy and are so helpful for my podcast. So if you feel so inclined, please rate and review and subscribe and I'll just love you forever. I already love you, but I'll love you forever. I'll love you even more. (laughs) Oh gosh, there is a little piece of Disneyland news I wanted to share. I don't know if you're going to want to hear this though. It's it's not good Disneyland news. So when Disneyland increased their ticket prices a couple of weeks ago, they also increased the price of Genie Plus. So it went from $20 to $25 per day. But on the Disneyland app and on the Disneyland website, there's this little disclaimer that says starting at $25 a day, meaning that Disneyland reserves the right to raise the price of Genie Plus really as high as they want. Um, depending on crowd levels. So on popular days, Genie Plus is going to cost you more money. Um, We saw it go up to $30 this past weekend. So people were paying $30 instead of $25. And that can add up. If you're going to the park showing up thinking, I'm going to be paying $25 for my family of four per person to use Genie Plus, and then it's $30, I mean, those little bits add up. Plus, I would not be surprised if it actually went up to $50 come the holidays on really busy times like New Year's Eve. 
I would not surprise me one bit. There is a way around this though, so don't panic. There is a way around it. If you want to lock in your $25 Genie Plus price, you have to purchase it with your tickets. So if you already have it, you've got it at the lower price, and then it doesn't matter to you if they charge $50 that day because you've already got it. So if you are thinking that Genie Plus is something that you are going to be doing, I would just add it with your park ticket. If you're on the fence, that's fine, but just know that if you're visiting at a busy time, you might be paying more money if you decide to go with Genie Plus. Now, if you already have your park tickets and you bought them through Getaway Today, but you didn't add Genie Plus and you are thinking you would like to, call Getaway Today. I think that they will still add it for you as long as you contact them before your trip at the $25 price. So give that some thought and just be aware that you could be paying more if you decide not to purchase until the day of. You just don't know what it's going to cost. Disney gets to decide. Also, I am pretty excited about this. I have started a subscription side to my Instagram, which means that I can share exclusive content with my subscribers. And so starting this week, I am doing like a mini crash course on the holidays at Disneyland. So I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to be talking about all things holidays at Disneyland. Entertainment, food, crowds, ride overlays, a schedule to follow. We're going to talk about like dining reservations, where to stand for parades, where to stand for fireworks, where to meet Santa, so many other things. It's all happening in this little mini course because there's so much information out there about the holidays at Disneyland, but it's it's out there. Like you have to search for it. And so I thought if I create this little mini course, then people can come to one spot. I'm going to be doing lives and posts and stories, and I'm going to save them all in highlights so that you can easily go through and maybe watch this 10-minute live about entertainment during the holidays when you have time and get yourself familiar with visiting during the holidays and there'll be tons of tips and tricks and info. So I think it will really be valuable and help you kind of navigate Disneyland during the holidays. So if you want to become a subscriber, there's also some other benefits. You get a little purple badge next to your name, which identifies you as a subscriber, and then I answer your DMs first. So I get hundreds of DMs a week, and I go through and I answer the people with the purple badge first. And sometimes I get tired at the end of the night, and I don't get back to people as quickly as they would like. But if you have a purple badge, I will get back to you very quickly. You also get exclusive lives, exclusive stories, exclusive posts. I'm doing a giveaway coming up this week just for my subscribers. And you get 10% off my planning phone calls or my custom plans. And if we are ever in the parks at the same time, I usually go like every six weeks or so, then I'm going to hunt you down. If you're one of my subscribers, I'm going to buy you a churro or an ice cream cone or a cream cheese pretzel. Just something to say thank you because I want to meet you and thank you for being a subscriber. So think about it. If you're interested in exclusive content 
or learning about the holidays at Disneyland, or if you're just interested in supporting me, this is a great way to do it because I am a small business and so I have to make money in order to make being a small business worth it. They have to make a little bit of money. So that's what I'm trying to do. It's $4.99 a month. You can cancel at any time. If you head over to my Instagram, then you'll see a little subscription button. You can click on that and sign up. And I just wanted to let you know that that's something that I'm offering just in case you're interested. Okay, let's get going. I've got a lot to talk about. Oh, but I was going to tell you, ah, should I talk about this? I don't know. I will real briefly. So when I was on my trip last week, I don't remember, we did a bunch of stuff with magic bands and we also did a deep dive into fantasy land where we literally spent 10 hours in fantasy land. <laughs> That's all we did the whole day because there are so many little hidden gems and details and fun things to see and explore plus all the rides over in Fantasyland. There's really a lot going on over there. And I feel like Fantasyland kind of gets overlooked, especially if you don't have little kids. A lot of people will pass right over it, but it's really pretty great. So um, I was there with Chantelle, Disneyland tour guide. I'm going to have her come on the podcast in a couple weeks and we'll talk all about our deep dive into Fantasyland. But in the meantime, if you're interested, I saved it all to my highlights in my Instagram story. So there's a whole section on there, all the things that we did at Disneyland in just in Fantasyland. We ate in Fantasyland, like we did it all. So it was pretty fun. I also have a little highlight section for Magic Band information from when I was there too. So if you're looking for Magic Band or just some fun things to do in Fantasyland, if you're visiting and want some ideas of what you can point out to your kids while you're there or little fun things to tell them, interesting things to do that you may not have thought of, then check out that highlight section on my Instagram stories because there's lots of fun information there. All right, Walt's Main Street Story Tour is what I want to talk about first. This title, for some reason, is so hard for me to say. I want to say Walt's Main Street Adventure. <laughs> But that doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but it's so hard. So I wrote it down here on my paper. Walt's Main Street Story. So that I can look at it whenever I say it and don't mess it up. So Walt's Main Street Story took the place of the old tour called Walk in Walt's Footsteps. Now these tours are an additional price so you have to pay for your Disneyland admission and then it's an additional cost on top of that. Um, you do have to make reservations, although when we were there, our tour could hold up to 12 people and we only had four. So if for some reason you're at Disneyland, you didn't make a reservation and you decide that's something you want to do, it's really worth going and checking and seeing if they have any availability because they really, they really might. So... The old Walk in Waltz Footsteps tour is what I keep comparing this to because they are similar. In both of them, you get the highlight is you get to go into Walt Disney's apartment, which is above the firehouse over on Main Street. So this was the highlight of both tours and kind of the main selling point is that this is something that you get to do 
It's not open to the public. So the only way that you can get into Walt's apartment is to go on a tour. And super fans like me really enjoy going into Walt's apartment. It's pretty awesome. So the Walk in Walt's Footsteps tour was four hours long. They gave you lunch. Um, we got to go to the front of the line on Alice in Wonderland, which was pretty fun. Lunch was from Jolly Holiday Bakery, came with dessert and like a sandwich and a drink. So that was fun. And then we got to go into Walt's apartment as well. So that lasted four hours. I did it back in 2018. So it's been a few years. And if I remember correctly, it was around a hundred dollars. So this new tour, um, Walt's Main Street Story, is 90 minutes long, and there's no lunch, there's no ride, you do get to go into Walt's apartment, but you do get a treat at the end, dessert, and it's $160. So right there, I feel like there's a big difference in value from the old tour to the new tour because this one is a lot shorter, you get a lot less, and you pay a lot more. But I want to read to you from the Disneyland website what this tour is all about. It says, experience Main Street USA through Walt's eyes while uncovering the history and secrets of this iconic thoroughfare. Stroll along storied street. Stroll along a storied street, sorry. On this intimate walking tour, discover hidden details, little-known facts, and endearing trivia about Disneyland's magnificent Main Street, USA. Listen as your dedicated tour guide regales you with behind-the-scenes stories and enchanting tidbits throughout this 90-minute experience. Plus, learn about special links to Walt Disney's boyhood town of Marceline, Missouri. It all culminates with a visit to Walt's apartment high above the Fantasyland Fire Station in Town Square, where guests will have the chance to enjoy refreshments on the patio for the first time ever. This experience includes a walking tour down Main Street, USA, a visit to Walt's legendary apartment, refreshments on the apartment patio, photo pass photos of your party with complimentary digital downloads, and a commemorative lanyard. So that's what you get with this new tour for $160. I forgot to mention with the old tour, you also got a little lanyard with your name on it saying you were on the tour so that the tour guides could keep track of you. And you got a commemorative pin that was really nice. So I don't know. I had that in my mind and I was a tiny bit disappointed by this tour. And I've thought of what could make it better. That's what I do. My whole life, I always walk around and think about how I could make, I could improve things. It's probably a sickness. Like I'm, this is a tangent, but last night my husband and I are rewatching all the Seinfelds. If you've ever seen Seinfeld, there's an episode where Elaine starts talking to this guy about how good muffin tops are and how you should, she, she said someone should just start selling just the muffin tops and this guy takes the idea and he runs with it and he creates this little bakery called top of the muffin to you and it's just selling muffin tops so he's pulling the tops off these muffins and selling them and then he has these muffin stumps that he doesn't know what to do with and they try to donate them to the homeless shelter and they don't want them and none of like the garbage 
trash places will take them. The dump doesn't want them. Like they don't know what to do with all these muffin stumps. And so instead of just enjoying the episode like a normal person, I spent the entire episode like coming up with different things that they could do to not be wasteful, different things they could do with the stumps. (laughs) I don't know. Does anybody else do that? Maybe it's just me. Anyway, I spent the entire Walt's Main Street story tour thinking about how it could be improved. That's just what I do. Not that anyone asked me. (laughs) Disney hasn't called yet. Surprising. They haven't called and asked for my feedback. What they could do to improve. So I'm going to tell you. Because I think I have some good ideas. Okay, anyway, let's start with the beginning of the tour. So you meet your tour guide. They have a little over um, by the town square. There's a little kiosk that has the check-in for tours. So you go there, you check in, give them your name. They asked what kind of drink we would like with our refreshments. I told them Diet Coke. They gave us a little lanyard and they gave us a little earpiece that we could connect so that we could hear our tour guide and he didn't have to yell and if people spread out a little bit then it would be fine. So we met our tour guide named Paul and he was great and there were two other people on our tour with Chantel and I and we set off down Main Street. So he took us, I mean Main Street's not very long, he took us around and told us different stories and little known facts and history but I did know everything that he already, that he told us. I already knew. Um, And I think that most of it was stuff that any huge Disney fan probably already knows. Little hidden things he pointed out on Main Street. He talked about some of the windows. Um, We weren't allowed to record during the tour. Like, he didn't want any videos, obviously. Um, but we, and we couldn't take any pictures or videos in Walt's apartment. They did have a photographer that came in to take a picture of us while we were in there, but they had us put our phones away so that we couldn't record in Walt's apartment. So we went up and down Main Street. He told us some little stories. That was probably about 45 minutes of the tour. And then he took us into Walt's apartment, which was really cool. This is the second time I've been in there. It really is a special place. Um, We spent probably 30 minutes in Walt's apartment. And we got to, I mean, he toured us around. It's a very, very, very small apartment. The couches fold into beds. He told us some stories while we were up there. It's really cool to see that lamp in the window and be able to look out onto Main Street and kind of imagine Walt being there and what his thoughts and feelings would have been. And it's pretty special. So if you're a huge Disney fan, it's pretty special to be able to be inside Walt's apartment. Um, They've kept it as original as they can, although a lot of the things inside are not original to Walt Disney because once he passed away, they gave a lot of those things back to his family and they're now in museums or the family has them. Um, But they have, they've filled it with like historic pieces from the time that were similar to things that Walt had. And so they told us some stories while we were in there and it was, I really enjoyed that part a lot. We got to take pictures And at some point, Walt Disney added a little patio onto Walt's, his apartment. 
So it was a little outdoor space, which I think was a good idea because the apartment's really small. And if he ever had anyone over and wanted to do any entertaining at all, he would need more space. So there's this little outdoor area that really is almost as big as his apartment because his apartment's a very tiny. So we got to go out there and it's really cute. It's a nice little area. It's just over Main Street. They There was a lower railing and then the city of Anaheim made them build the railing up higher so that, I mean, for safety regulations. So you can't see out onto Main Street. It kind of makes it really private. And this is the first time that anybody was able to go out onto his balcony as part of the tour. I actually didn't even know there was a balcony. So that was pretty fun. So we they took us out onto the balcony. They had a cookie out there that was this basically a sugar cookie. It had a little bit of a lemon taste. And then it said Walt's Main Street Story on it. And they had my Diet Coke waiting. And we just sat out there the rest of the time. And we chatted with the tour guide. And we asked him all kinds of questions. And it was really just kind of nice and relaxing to hang out there. While we were there... Just by chance, the Dapper Dans happened to be by the fire station right below us, and they were singing. So that was pretty cool. We got to sit and eat our cookie, have our drink, while listening to the Dapper Dans. So I don't know if you could time that, but if you could, that would be pretty awesome. So after that, the tour was over. Our 90 minutes was up, and he escorted us out, and... That was that. So I enjoyed being in Walt's apartment. I enjoyed seeing the patio. I'm glad that I did it overall, but I think that in order for people to feel really like they got their money's worth, they need to add a little bit more to the tour, in my opinion. So I feel like they need to bring back the little commemorative pin and start handing that out to guests at the end because I think that goes a long way. Give them a little gift, something to remember the tour by. I have my lanyard, but it's not that cool. I wanted something else, especially since I've been on a couple other tours and they've always given us a pin at the end. I really expected that. So I think that they should do that, bring that back. And I also think that they should get people on the tour on one of the rides. I'm thinking the train because it's right there on Main Street. They talked a lot about um, Walt's love for trains when he was a boy growing up. And I think that would be kind of the perfect little segue into riding the train. Plus the train, by the time you wait 10 minutes for it and then ride it for 20 minutes, that adds another 30 minutes to the tour, which makes you feel like you've gotten your money's worth. So I kind of feel like they should add a train ride, just take you to the front of the line, put everybody on the train, let them ride around. And I feel like that would add more value and make me feel like I was getting my money's worth a little bit. At the end, I was thinking, that can't be it. Surely they've got something else for us. And that's what I thought they would pull out a pin. Or I thought maybe they would put a, like a Genie Plus Lightning Lane on our app that was good for like one of the very first attractions that was open on opening day or something like that. They'd be like, you can go to any of these like 10 attractions or however many there were 
at any time during the rest of the day and go to the front of the line because you were on the tour. (laughs) But I was wrong. They did none of those things. Um, So I was a little disappointed because I was comparing it to the walk-in waltz footsteps tour. Now, that being said, I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad I got to go out on the patio. That was really fun. I really liked being in Walt's apartment again, but I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to go on that tour again. I did think it was a little bit overpriced, but at the same time, if you are a huge Disneyland fan, if you're a huge Walt Disney fan and you've never been inside his apartment, this is the only way to do it. So if going into Walt's apartment is exciting to you and that's something that's on your bucket list that you really want to do, then I think you should do it. I think this tour would be valuable for you and I think that you would love it. Now, if you've already been inside Walt's apartment, you've already done the Walk in Walt's Footsteps tour, I don't know that you need to run out and book this tour ASAP. I don't know if it's as valuable as the other one. And since you've, I mean, the main draw for this tour is going inside Walt's apartment. Since you've already done that, then I don't know. I might say skip it. Save your $160 for something else if you've already been in Walt's apartment. Now, Disney recommends that small kids don't go on this tour. I think they said they recommend ages 14 and up. You can take your small children if you want to. The price is the same for everybody, but I don't know that they would enjoy it. There's nothing really exciting about the tour for little kids at all, and they'd probably just be bored and wanting to run around and not listen. So I would say huge Disney fans only. Don't bring small kids they're not going to appreciate it at all. Uh, that was my two cents. That was all the information I have. Hopefully it's helpful if you're trying to decide about Walt's Main Street Story Tour. Oh, I said it. I don't think I even messed it up this whole episode. If I did, I don't remember. So it's fine. It's like it never happened. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, then I will have Chantel with me and we will be talking all about magic bands, how to use them, if they're worth it, all that kind of information. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix in Some Magic. There she is. Oh, how are you? I'm good. I'm gonna fix this so I'm down a little. There we go. That's a little better. Oh, you got your ears. I feel naked. Well, I decided there's only how many days left that I can actually wear them, so yeah, it'd be fun to. Good point. I feel sad. I don't even have any nearby to grab. It's fine. But I did grab. My magic band. Yes, and I have mine right here. Nice. We wanted to talk all about magic bands at Disneyland because tomorrow they are available for everybody to start yes. using. Before it was just magic key holders, but now 
starting tomorrow, anybody can buy them and use them. It's correct. <clears throat> um, so do you want to tell us where we can buy magic bands? So there's a few locations and I know like last week when we bought ours, there was only like one in each park and then in one in downtown Disney. But there are a few locations now inside both Disneyland, uh, DCA, and also in downtown Disney. And you'll tomorrow starting tomorrow. Well, I mean, you can't already buy them on Shop Disney. I'm hoping tomorrow they might have some of these, like, probably not the Magic Key one, but some of the, you know, Disneyland-specific bands may be available on Shop Disney so you could get it before you go to the parks. Because we found, they told us the cast members were saying that these bands that were there in the packages, so, like, we picked them up, we bought them, and then... We had we were charging them because they said a lot of them, you know, because in shipping they had to, you know, to, they took a while to ship or whatever, and so you needed to charge them before you could use them. So that may be the case if you purchase yours at Disneyland when you're there. Make sure you bring some kind of like a portable charger. I, I brought had my portable charger. I was able to charge my Magic Band. So make sure you keep that in mind. Um, but you could probably get them on Shop Disney. We just don't know which ones will be available because right now they don't have any Disneyland like branded specific. And make sure it's a Magic Band Plus if you are buying them on Shop Disney. Yep, your regular Magic Bands won't work. The old kind that aren't Plus, they're not going to work at Disneyland. But if you have one from Disney World that's a Magic Band Plus, it's going to work at Disneyland. We had a friend try it out. It worked. So that's good to know. But a cast member told me that the Magic Band should last you an entire day on one charge. But I kind of feel like it would be a good idea to throw your little charger in your bag just in case you need to charge it up. You'd hate to miss out on the nighttime show or something because your Magic Band ran out of power. Right. Do you have a list of the shops that will be selling it? Because I know there's... Not in front of you? Okay. Not yeah, I'm sure you can ask somebody in a shop, but I just know there's more than what was available when we purchased ours. There was only one at each, you know, location, one at Disneyland, one at California Adventure. And the one at California Adventure, by the way, is kind of the way they label it. It's basically, basically the stage 17, which is back behind next to Monsters, Inc. over there in Hollywood land. Um, that's where we went. And there was a specific entrance for the magic key holders, but you'll get to go in and that's probably your best selection. You have lots to choose from. Mm -hmm. Yep, tons. And we just got lucky because we already had a trip planned. And then they said, if you're a Magic Key holder, you can start buying Magic Bands. And so we just happened to be there. And it really worked out well. Yeah. It really did. Lucky. All right. So now we want to talk about how much they cost. So we paid different prices for our Magic Bands. Mine was upside down there we go 45 44.99 because this is just a regular design and how much did you pay okay mine was 34.99 and then i also got a magic that and there was a magic key like ten dollars off because it's the specific magic key band so there are like solid colors like a red and a blue and solid colors that are they start at 34.99 um and then they go up to like I don't know, 50 something, right? I think so. So anyway, but if you're a magic key holder, you do get discounts on any of them uh, using your magic key. Yep. 
Which is good. And I'm sure that over the months and years, they're going to come out with all kinds of different designs to entice you to buy more and more magic bands. I know that people that go to Disney World a lot collect magic bands. So they have one for every holiday, one for every outfit. I don't know if I'll do that. I think this might be my one and only magic band, but we'll see. I saw them come out with, they're coming out with some holiday designs. So I don't know. Uh, that would be but yeah, I have magic bands from Disney World that I wish that I could have used. But you know, I'm I I think they're great and they're going to be fun. And we'll talk about what you can use them for, and then we'll talk about whether you really need them. So let's talk about what they do. Um, the first thing that was exciting that we were able to do with our magic band was we were able to scan in at Disney California Adventure and at Disneyland. So rather than yeah. getting out and oh. looking up our I have to tell everyone how oh, you totally forgot that we oh, could do that. So we're walking over to Disneyland and Chantel's like, I don't know how I'm going to film this with my phone because I need my phone to scan into the park. Like, no, we're using our magic bands. It's just, we're just not used to it at all. Total, uh, just, I was in the habit of, okay, I got to get out my phone. And, and sometimes I'm panicking because I'm like, okay, my ticket won't pull up. Hurry, hurry. I'm next in line. So you don't have to panic anymore. You just go, eh. and the cast members were so excited because it was like the very first day we were <laughs> the people to go through when we park hopped and they were like, this is so exciting. Look, look. And she got like her cast member friend next to her and it was, oh, so, cast members are really excited about it. Yeah, I think they are, especially because it's going to save them time. Because like you said, people show up and they don't have their ticket pulled up or they're having a hard time getting their internet to load or they can't find their ticket but with these it's just tap and go and it's really simple yeah it's really nice I love very, it. that's definitely a convenience thing not necessary but very convenient it is and you can also use them to scan into your lightning lanes so if you have genie plus you can just get in those lightning lanes using your magic band which is pretty nice Yes, that is nice. Um, and I did have people ask me if you can use it, like if you are on the DOS system, you can also use this instead of your phone to tap in when it's time for you to get your return for your ride. So this is good for tapping in and saving you time. Again, you don't have to get out your phone. And let's talk a little bit about, um, before I forget, because so many people asked me and they were confused about this. Let's say you're a family of four. Okay, you need to have a magic band for every person in your party. You cannot buy one magic band because right now, if you were in your app, let's say your mom and you're in charge of everybody's tickets and all four of the tickets are on your app and you pick the lightning lane for everybody and you do all the work in the app, you can still continue to do that. And because people have kids and their kids don't have phones. But each person has to have their own magic band. You take this magic band and in the app, you assign it to each ticket. Okay. Then you can go in and you do the lightning lanes and you do all the stuff on the phone and in the app still. That is fine. But each person has to scan in their lightning lane. You cannot have one magic band for an entire party. Right. But like, say I went and I didn't have a magic band and I was there with my kids and they wanted magic bands. I could get them just for my kids and assign yeah. the magic bands to my kids and use my phone with the app to scan in and they could use the magic bands though, correct? 
Correct. Yes. As long as if they have a magic band, they just want to use it because it's fun. And I think the kids kids are really gonna, my kids really enjoyed these when we were at Walt Disney World, um, and they were younger. But the the band itself just has to be assigned to a ticket or a magic key or whatever in your app. So you still will continue to use your app. You cannot use this to make a lightning lane. People right. were confused that too. So this does not make the line. This is just an extra added kind of magical thing that they've been using at Walt Disney World for years and we're just now getting it. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> now they do interact during the nighttime shows, which I was more impressed with than I thought I would be. I thought it would kind of just flash colors here and there but it was synchronized with the music and during world of color it was singing about the color red and our magic bands turned red and then it was talking about blue and they were blue and there was vibrations and it really i was more impressed than i thought i would be about using these with the nighttime entertainment yes totally agree i was like oh okay it like buzzed and it was like pulpit pulsing as the music was going and it works with World of Color. That's the one we did. Um, but it also works for, even when there's not fireworks, if there's just projections, it does, your magic band works during the projections. And then it also syncs with Fantasmic. Very cool. I did find it a little distracting, though, during yeah. the show. Because I just kept, like, what's my, what's my magic band doing? And back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, finally, I just held it up. <laughs> looking at both at the same time <laughs> it was pretty fun does it interact with parades do you know i do not know i don't either because we're great so oh, that's a good question i guess we'll, we'll find out and yeah yeah we'll find out when the holidays start yeah yeah um, um and we did notice that it will interact with rides sometimes we were getting yeah. off of what soren and Soaring. both of our magic bands lit up, and we couldn't figure out why they had lit up. But I guess at the end of certain rides, then they light up. Yes. Yeah. So it happens at Haunted Mansion, I found out as well. Um, Web Slingers, Buzz Lightyear, and Soren. Those are the four that I know for sure. Yeah. So as you're, you know, you'll be like, why is it flashing? Well, it's just something it does. Just magic. <laughs> <laughs> Now, have you heard, I've been getting asked some questions, I've been getting questions, but I'm not sure. How close do you have to be to the show for it to interact? Do you know? You know what? I don't know. And I don't mm -hmm. believe you have to have a virtual queue. Like, virtual queue gets you a better view of the show, but I don't think you have to have a virtual queue in order to actually get the stuff on your magic band. It does not, no. those two are not. But yeah, I don't know how, I, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to test it next time. Just get yeah. farther and farther away. <laughs> See how long it lasts. Um, okay. One thing I've been asked a lot is these are like adult size. So what, how, what if you have a kid? So this right here, I'm going to show you guys. So this actually pops off and you can take this other part off and it becomes smaller. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, I, I haven't taken mine off. Mine. Yeah, don't take it but off you, because you can't get it back on. Okay, so anyway, so yeah, just so you can see that you can make it smaller, a lot smaller than mm -hmm. what it really is. Yeah, they're just one size fits all. So I did that with mine because my wrists are kind of smaller, but make sure before you pull that off 
that you try it on and measure it to make sure you really need to pull it off. Because if you pull it off, you're not getting it back on. And all sales are final with Magic Bands. I was told when I purchased mine. You're not, you're not bringing them back. So make sure that you really do need to pull it off before you just pull it off. Good idea. Um, another thing that I found useful with the Magic Band was when we went to go do photos. So we took photos. And usually then you have to get out your phone. You have to show them your your QR code or your thing. They link it to your um, app. With PhotoPass now, you can just hand them or you just show them your magic band. They tap it, and then it goes from there to your app. So that was really another time saver and very convenient. Again, not getting my phone out and trying to find my PhotoPass and all of that. You just show them your magic band. Yeah, I loved that too because I always feel anxious when I'm trying to yeah. get my PhotoPass QR code out. Like I'm holding up the whole line. Everybody does it, but it was nice to just have them scan our magic bands. Yes. Yeah. Now there have Definitely. been lots of questions about what they'll be able to do in the future. And Disney hasn't really like announced exactly, but we just are kind of assuming based on what they do at Disney world. And one of the things is at Disney world, they can open your hotel door. If you're staying on property, it's like your digital key. So you can just hold your magic band up and it will unlock your hotel door. So I'm assuming we'll get that at Disneyland. Yeah, when we stayed, remember when we stayed at Art of Animation? Is that where we stayed in Walt Disney yeah. World? So we have a video and shared that. Um, and you just tap your magic band and it's your key. Now, one thing that I have had people mention to me, and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know how, what's going to happen. Well, Walt Disney World, they have so many on-property hotels and most people stay on property. Unlike Disneyland, where there's only three hotels that are close that people stay at, the good neighbor hotels are not going to have this function. So right now, people who stay at Disneyland Hotel or Grit the Grand or Paradise Pier, they have a reservation attached to that particular room. And then that reservation has a credit card attached to it. And so that's why they can make purchases in the park and they can do all these other things. So if you're not a hotel guest, I don't know what the future holds because I would love to be able to use this to, hey, I have a magic key. Here's my discount. Hey, I want to buy churro toffee. Here's my magic band. I don't know if that's going to be an option and they haven't talked about it because I think that's part of the problem is when you go to Walt Disney World, everything is attached to your reservation. You're staying on property. Well, unlike Disney World, people at Disneyland, not everyone stays, like, I hardly stay on property. And so that possibility of using my magic band, we don't know what that looks like. I know. I kind of think that they'll keep it just for on-property guests because it's just an incentive for people to come stay on property. It's another perk of staying right. on property. I don't know that it will be available to everyone, which is, Correct. I mean, it would be so nice. Yeah, that would be really nice because it was really convenient. I mean, maybe a little too convenient when we were all Disney World. I was like, oh, I need that. Okay, I got money right here. Well, this really isn't money. Anyway, so it's kind of a convenience thing. Um, and who knows what, what that looks like. We have not been told. Yep. Hopefully we find out soon. We'll yeah. see. Okay, now here's like the number one question I keep getting asked. Is it worth the cost? I, I I find that very hard to answer because I feel like the worth of something is very different for everyone. 
Um, the convenience of not getting my phone out every time and using this to, you know, save a little bit of time and be convenient. For me, it's worth it. But if I'm a family of, you know, four or six, I don't, I don't know that you, I mean, it's not a need. You don't need to have, you do everything in the park without it. But is it fun? Yes. Do the kids love it? Yes. So I feel like that is definitely a personal choice. I don't know. What do you think? I feel the same way. I feel like it's just a convenience. If I was going tomorrow with my whole family, I would not be spending $45 to buy every single person a magic band. We just wouldn't do it. But if I was going for like a special occasion, maybe I was gifting a trip for Christmas, maybe I would buy one of these as a gift to give each of the kids before we went or something like that. But I don't know. It's tough because they are expensive. Yeah. The one thing that you uh, to know about these that's different from the ones that in the past that I would get at Walt Disney World is the batteries would go out in them after a couple of years or whatever, and you couldn't use them. These with the new charging feature, that's nice because that means you can buy one and maybe your entire family, you don't go get every, you know, splurge and go every couple of years, then you could use these again. Whereas somebody who, you know, is just going to go, uh, once and before they had battery charged ones, I, I would have found that hard to make that big purchase. But now you can charge them. So keep that in mind. You charge them and make sure you definitely have something to charge them. They will last all day. But if you're buying it for the very first time, those are just joining. If you're buying it for the first time at Disneyland, when you go, make sure you have something because a lot of them are not charged. You know what we didn't talk about, though? Hmm is um, how you connect your Magic Band to your Disney app. Well, we can talk about it, but we struggled a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't as easy as I wanted it to be, as it was supposed to be. The instructions make it look very simple, and it didn't work out that way for us. So when you get your Magic Band box, there's a little QR code. You can scan it. It'll pull up the instructions on your phone. And you were supposed to be able to just kind of, yeah, there's the, no, up the, a little bit. Oh, yeah, or, right there. This one, okay. Yeah, you were supposed to be able to like push this little button on the back of the magic band, hold it near your phone, and it was all supposed to just magically connect. And I, for the life of me, could not get it to do that. So we had to kind of enter it in a different way. I couldn't either. So you, there was both of us. Um, but we did eventually figure it out, you know. We did. Fun. There's a tiny, tiny, tiny number on the back of your magic band, and we were able to manually enter it, and that connected it. But to make it work well, it took us, I don't know how many hours to figure this out. We had to connect it to our Bluetooth on our phone, and then things went much better after that. Yes, yeah. So that is one thing. You make sure it's connected to your Bluetooth. Um, another thing I had a problem with because I have so many tickets that I'm kind of responsible for on my phone, it went ahead and attached it to my magic key and said, yeah, okay, you have a magic band. Here you are, go. But then it assigned it to somebody else's ticket and I couldn't figure it out. So we went to one of the guest services kiosks and it was the first day and they were very helpful they figured it all out they had to do something on their end so they used their ipad and they undid something and then they they matched it back to the correct so they are very 
aware of situations and problems. So go to guest services if you cannot figure out how to connect your magic band or if it's connected to your key or somebody else's ticket or if it gets messed up. Anyway, they're very helpful and they're there to help you. So utilize that because you want to make sure to get it co connected to the correct ticket and magic key if you have both. Right. And you can ask cast members your general questions, but if you have, I mean, if they don't know, I would go to guest services because they've been specifically trained in magic bands, how yes. to help people. And I think they can help you better than just your average cast member. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, the guest services kiosks are the ones that usually have an umbrella. Um, and then they have plaid team members there at um, kind of like a podium and you go there. There's kind of spread throughout the parks. And you can also look in the app under guest services and find where they're located. Yep, they're very helpful. Okay, hey, did we forget anything? I don't know. Did you? I wasn't really watching questions as we went along. I don't it was know a little bit. They're so small. <laughs> can't oh. see that far. <laughs> I need my iPad, I think, to do lives. Maybe the bigger, I don't know. It's probably still tiny writing, but. Um, well, if you have questions, just send us a DM if we didn't answer yeah. them because we'll figure exactly. it out. covered everything. So um, tomorrow it starts for everyone. Yep. Yeah. Going to be exciting. Yeah. Wish we were there, but we'll be back in a couple weeks. Yes, we will be for all things holiday. So watch out for information about that because it's coming soon. Yep. It's exciting. All right. Thanks, Chantelle. It was fun. Bye. See ya. Always fun to chat with Chantel about anything Disney. So thank you, Chantel, for doing the live with me. That's all I've got for you today. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.